Okay. In Tavshim Lamed Hay, 1975, uh, that was speaking about the uh, the time after Hanukkah. And Rebbe said that the um, unique um, energy in the time after Yant after Yantiv is 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 celebrated. After uh, Yantiv, we have the day after Yantiv, and it's called Isruchak. The day after Yantiv is called Isruchak. Uh, on Purim, we celebrate the night after Purim. Now, you might say we celebrate the night after Purim because there is Purim within um, the cities outside of Shushan, and there's Purim within uh, Shushan, and they celebrate Purim on different days in order to join the celebration of, of Purim in Shushan and Yushalayim, which they celebrated Purim, they celebrate Purim a day later. That's why our Purim meal is uh, in the evening, and we want to continue the Purim into the night, the night after. But that wouldn't explain that wouldn't explain the uh, reason why Purim is celebrated that way um, in Shushan itself. In Shushan itself, Purim is also celebrated in the evening. So there's always an emphasis of, of drawing the Yantiv in time after the Yantiv. But uh, every Shabbos we have a Malav Malka. We aren't just satisfied with celebrating uh, Shabbos. Shabbos is over, and we still do another another. Um, Something associated with Shabbos. There's a whole section of Shulchan Aruch about Malav Malka, but bringing the Shabbos into, into the time after Shabbos. So, so the Rebbe said that by Hanukkah, we don't find a a specific custom to, to be done the night after Hanukkah. But the truth is that there's a lot of energy the night after Hanukkah. There is a um, yearning when, whenever you have something and then you don't have it. You have a yearning for it. So on Shabbos, in addition to the fact that we're yearning for Shabbos as soon as we sh Shabbos ends, we, ha we have to wait those six days till then. Hashem gives us something else that we could satisfy that yearning with and use that yearning for something positive. And what is that? Uh, that what is that? What did Hashem give us on the night after Shabbos? He gave us Malva Malka. So we, not, we, don't, we don't just have a yearning for something that will help us and will enhance our, our, our next Shabbos. Something that something practical, practical that we actually could do that will satisfy and um, give us something. Uh, it says about Levitz Kubaditchev. They've mentioned the story in the Sfarbrengen about even to the details of the story. I'm not sure the exact details of the different versions of the story. How on um, the night after Sukkot, after nine days without film, he was so excited to put on film, and, so, and he would he waited all night, night after Simchasteira. To be able to uh, uh, put on film so that so that in the morning we heard the story was he kept his film in some kind of glass case. So in the morning he was so excited to put on film, you know, he was just waiting for the crack of of dawn to do the mitzvah. So he put his hands through the case, and uh, because of his his ex yearning, his excitement for the mitzvah, so something gets accomplished by yearning for something, by missing something. So I said by, by Hanukkah, however, we don't find that, but that doesn't mean that there isn't such an energy. There is. And it doesn't mean that energy shouldn't be used. It should be. And the way it should be used, I said, is by uh, doing, we can't actually light them in the night after Hanukkah. It's not uh, done. Uh, but 
we should, just like the Talmud says, that if you learn about a sacrifice, it's as if you brought a sacrifice. So too, regarding um, Hanukkah, by studying Torah about Hanukkah, you draw into the world a similar energy to that of Hanukkah. So you are not just having a yearning for something that you'll have, that will help you have celebrate Hanukkah, Mir Hashem next year, Hanukkah, Bolin Oteva, next year in Yerushalayim with Mashiach, we'll celebrate Hanukkah again, your Hanukkah will be enhanced by the your yearning for Hanukkah, but there's something that right now you can get from Hanukkah and you should get from Hanukkah, and that is by studying about Hanukkah. And that study you have spiritually the, the idea and the message and the energy of Hanukkah. And then they spoke about the following idea. In Hanukkah, we have this a little bit more than the other holidays. In Hanukkah, this, this concept of how Hanukkah transfers to after Hanukkah, we have actually more than other holidays. How so? The midst of light in the is at sundown. Why is it at sundown? In the Beis HaMikdash, the lighting of the Menorah was done at Plag HaMincha, over an hour before sundown. The simple reason that, that people think we light the Menorah at sundown is because the Talmud says, Sharga Betiara Mayahani, which literally means a, a wick, Betiara, in the middle of the sunlight, what benefit does it have? That's the simple reason people understand that we don't light the Menorah during the daytime, because what, 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 what point can a candle have uh, during the daytime. But first of all, that's not so true. It depends what time of day. Tiara, according to Rashi, Tiara usually means in the middle of the afternoon. In the early afternoon, when the sun is shining in its strongest throughout the day, then indeed, Mayahani, then indeed the, the, the wick doesn't accomplish anything. But in the later hours in the day, when it starts to get dark, yes, a candle does accomplish something, as, as we can see. So why is it that these the kindling the menorah is specifically at sundown? So the reason is, is as we've been pickled in Hasidic juice, so we, we know the answer. But the answer is, has a nuance. There's two parts of the answer. One part of the answer is the purpose of the lighting the menorah is to overcome the darkness. There is darkness. The sun sets. The sun represents the revelation of Galen is higher than Malthus. The revelation of Hashem sets. And now we are meant and we are commanded and we are empowered to give light to the darkness. So it's the world is getting lower. And we are meant in that lower state to give light to that lower state. That's one way of understanding. But Chassidus says, it goes a lot deeper than that. It says Chassidus, it says that the sun sets, it yearns to go to the place where it sets, because there in the place where it sets, that's where it shines the most. In other words, it's not that there's also light in the place of where the sun sets, but, and that light is what we're supposed to contribute to, to, to overcome the darkness, but it's actually, there's actually a much greater light that is created by the sun setting, by, by the lack of revelation, there is a lot something greater that is accomplished, something more. Mm -hmm. There are different kinds of sunset, spiritually. And each kind of sunset is meant to arouse a higher and deeper light. There is the sunset of the birth of Adam. It says in Tanya that when God created Adam, 
He blew into Adam's nostrils a spirit of life. Says in Tanya, to blow into someone's nostrils, to blow in general, requires a greater and deeper force. So the meaning of Hashem creating the soul of Adam by blowing means that God gave him a soul that comes from the deepest and highest levels of holiness and godliness. That the soul that Adam was given was the actual part of God. And yet, the soul changed a lot when it was in God's not when it was in God's breath, so to speak, to the way it became into the body of Adam. When it was within God, it was incapable of sin. When it entered a body, that's when sin was introduced. That's when the possibility for mistakes were introduced. So the sun sets in the birth of Adam. And the purpose of this isn't that Adam should fail. Something better should happen. The sun is set in his birth. But there's a greater sunset when the base of English is destroyed. The base of English is destroyed. The revelation of Hashem seizes in the way that we saw it in the 10 miracles that happened every day in the base of Migdash, in the Shekhinah that was revealed in the base of Migdash. So the sun sets somewhat every in the destruction of the base of Migdash. But even after that destruction, there is still some kind of revelation. As it says in the Talmud, there was still some prophecy even after the destruction of the base of Migdash. There was still revelation. And then that was taken away as well. And never said a person may ask, why all the sunsets? Why why does she take away all this revelation? What's the point of the concealment of godliness? So, before, before we go further to the um, to another sunset, uh, I just want to highlight another point that I mentioned this Fabring, and that is um, um, Okay, let's go for this first, our, our own sunsets. Then there, there it says there is, there is our own sunsets. Our own sunsets means that when we make personal mistakes the, of our own volition, of our own doing, so we have to realize that just like in the birth of Adam, which was divinely orchestrated, that descent, that sunset was the purpose of revelation. It was the purpose of something better happening. So too is this true for all the sunsets that happen in history. All the tests that Hashem gives us, like this says about, uh, about um, Abraham. Abraham passed nine tests. He was doing, he was doing extre- extremely well. He was doing really good. He passed all the nine tests. And yet Hashem wanted to bring him to a whole different place. And therefore, the Torah says, God, Hashem nisas Abraham. God tested Abraham. The word test means he lifted him up. He lifted him to a whole new place, which is incomparably greater than the place it was before. So much so that Torah says that all the tests he had before were negligible compared to where Hashem wanted to bring him through this 10th test. So the purpose of him being in a state of darkness and confusion was in order for him to be be elevated to a higher place. It wasn't just the the purpose of hurting him, which Rebbe said it certainly did hurt Avram. Yes, Chassidus usually emphasizes how Avram went with Simcha, and Avram was so happy, and he and Yitzchak, Yitzchak didn't know, and, and, and Yitzchak was happy, and Avram did know, and he was still happy anyways. Rebbe said that's true, but it wouldn't be called a test for Avram if he wasn't pain. If Avram didn't have pain, it wouldn't be called a test. So if certainly on the one hand, Avram was joyful doing what Hashem wants. Not only was he joyful, but as says in Tanya, he went with alacrity, and that's really the merit that we have, um, that, we, that we were bequeathed from Avram, 
was not just that he did what God said told him to do, but he did it with such joy and such speed. But there was it was called a test because it was painful, because he didn't want to do it. It was hard. And it was precisely because it was so hard that he was able to achieve an incomparable elevation. And similarly, throughout the exile, whenever you see it, the sun setting in some way, in a way that's incomparable, that we can't understand, it's incomprehensible, the purpose of that sunset, we have to realize, is always for something greater. Now, how does it create something greater? On the surface, when the sun sets, when the darkness, when there's darkness in the world, so then we are commanded to give light to that place of darkness, that time of darkness. We, we are commanded to overcome darkness. But it's not just that we're commanded to. It's just it's that time of life, that time of concealment, that time of darkness elicits something deeper within us. In order to be able to overcome the darkness, you have to search within yourself. You're not able to overcome darkness without using. When the going gets tough, the tough must get going or they can't survive. So the tougher parts of ourselves, the deeper parts of ourself are, are, are necessary. Richard um, Springer almost shown used to get the following analogy. He said that uh, not everyone's happy. Everyone would rather be in a time of history where there's more godly revelation. Where it's a little easier. It's easier to see what's going on. The analogy I would give was a uh, thief. A thief is home and he's tired and it's raining and it's cold and it's muddy. And his wife says, no, go to work. And, it, and he's like, go to work now? Are you, are you kidding? It's it's cold, it's muddy, it's dark. Just This is your night. In, in Europe, and when it was muddy in the olden days, it was a lot easier to, to be successful in stealing when it was harder to uh, call the constable, the policeman. So she's like, this, this, is what, <laughs> this is what your whole life is about. You're waiting for your this night. This is wh when you operate. So in a similar way, Hashem brought our neshamas, our souls, to this time of history. Because this is what we are meant to do. This is what our life is about. It's, a, it's about being in a time when the sun sets at the end of the exile, when there is the greatest darkness, so much darkness that we don't even realize there's such a thing called darkness. We don't realize there's any issue. That's what our souls were chosen to do. That's what we are meant to do through one good thought, one good action, one good word to tip the scale. Similarly, when Hanukkah ends, it's Hashem tonight, the uh, there's something unique about Hanukkah that is different to all other holidays. Um, it says that each holiday corresponds to one of their, our forefathers. It wasn't from the same Febreng, it's from Febreng and Tavshin Yudches. In every um, holiday, it has to do with one of our forefathers. Avram is associated with Pesach and also with the morning prayer. So when it says in the, in the, in the Chassidus that Pesach continues on after Pesach, uh, it means that Pesach continues in the light of, of, the, of the energy of Hashem that we receive every morning to Daven Shachas. Our Shacharses are impacted by Avraham, by, by Pesach, and Avraham gives us the energy of Pesach throughout the year. That's how we're able to Daven Shachas. Yitzchak is associated with Shavuos and Mincha. So Yitzchak, who the Torah says he prayed Mincha, He's associated with the holiday of Shavuos and the light of Shavuos and continues throughout the year and empowers our minchas. Yaakov is associated with Sukkot and Mairev. So, so Sukkot continues throughout the year 
in our davening of 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 Mayrif. Hanukkah is about sacrifice. Hanukkah is about Mesir Snefesh. Hanukkah is a time when, when we are able and we're commanded and we're allowed or empowered to call forth a part in ourselves that, as the previous Rebbe said, Mesir Snefesh means this is the way it has to be. It can't be any other way. That's what Mesir Snefesh means. Not only because, again, because it's it's darker, we need the Mesir Snefesh, we need to have the sacrifice. And on connected with this, it's precisely because it's darker we're able, we're to, to, we were forced to, to search within ourselves for that higher and deeper part of ourselves where the essence of a Jew, as I said, is teshuva mesir's nefesh. The essence of a Jew is the power to return to Hashem and sacrifice. So that element within ourselves, the power of mesir's nefesh, that permeates throughout the year the every experience that we do. Every experience has to be saturated with the, this idea of mesir's nefesh, this, this idea of devotion to Hashem. Whatever you're doing, you're supposed to be giving up whatever it is externally and, and thinking about what it's meant for. It doesn't mean you have to uh, you have to kill yourself, hurt yourself every day. What it means is that that you're 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 devoting yourself to Hashem, whatever you're doing. That you're you're thinking about where where Hashem wants you to be and what you're doing. So Hanukkah saturates not just our davening, but Hanukkah continues out of after Hanukkah in every experience of our life. Hanukkah is about Messiah's nefesh. Unlike as we learned yesterday, Purim, which is also a Messias Nefesh, which, which was Yonatan's question. Purim was a Messias Nefesh. You had a Mordechai telling you to do Messias Nefesh. There was a prophet telling you to do Messias Nefesh. Yes, it was Matasiona's children, time of Hanukkah, but it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't like there, there was there was a prophet standing there, and this was the prophet of Hashem. Hanukkah came from within the Jewish people themselves. It was our own decision. The lights are off. The candles are out. You don't see the prophet of Hashem anymore. And you're saying to the Abishter, I'm here with you. I'm, I'm Mila Hashem Eli. When you hear the call of Matasio somehow, who is with me, you show up. So on Hanukkah, we find more of an emphasis of the sun setting, of Hanukkah setting. Hanukkah setting is actually the essence of what Hanukkah is about. The essence of Hanukkah is about when the sun sets, when the holiday of Hanukkah is not there anymore. Rosh is still here today with the greatest power, as we went yesterday, the greatest power of Hanukkah is today. But even after Hanukkah finishes, the contrary, that's when the essence of Hanukkah is revealed. The essence of Hanukkah is revealed after Hanukkah because the whole theme of Hanukkah is when something is missing, what that does to you, how that brings out a deeper koyach, a deeper energy in you. So bottom line, my friends, is that... Uh, we're at the end of the Golas, the end, the end of the exile. There are tests and challenges that that we have all uh, never dreamed of, and we've mistakes that we never thought we would ever get into. And uh, and the Abishter uh, orchestrates all this because not just the ones that he made, but also the ones that we made, in order to bring out within ourselves this deeper devotion to him, where you don't see the light of Hashem, where you don't see the glory of the mitzvahs that you're doing, you don't see the reward even of Ganeidin or, or a physical reward. And, and, and the fact that all those different kinds of sunset, you don't see the glory of the mitzvah, you don't see the value of the mitzvah, you don't see the, the, um, your name in lights by doing the mitzvah. It, in a way, it, it, it takes away your, your, your impetus and your drive to do it. On the other hand, it brings out in you this simple soldier of Hashem, the deepest connection of, of the essence of Hashem. And that's what I wanted to share today. Any questions, comments, criticism? All right. A good yon of David.